0: Para vivir tu nueva, aventura. nueva Ram, 1500, hecha para vivir. RAM es
4: una marca registrada de US LLC. In our very first segment, and I invited your comments already and your critique and questions. Send them to me now. Don't complain after the interview. Send your questions to me now. Some of them have sent, some of you have sent far in advance. Those of you in the US who say that by the time the program starts, it will be. You know, to, uh, as it were, not be a time you would want to be waking up, but you want your questions to be answered. I have taken lots of your questions and will be asking them uh, to my guest now. He's a practicing lawyer, he's managing partner at Lex Praxis Incorporated. He's also a business strategy lecturer and consultant. He lectured in Nasersi University and University of Ghana Business School, Executive MBA, if you didn't know that. He holds many corporate training sessions each year in business strategy and services marketing and management skills he is an active ghanaian civil society he's senior vice president and policy analyst with imani ghana voted among the top think tanks in africa and one of the leading think tanks in ghana he handles several areas including energy policy education and infrastructure yes we have Heard him lead, (laughs) I call him the rebel leader, lead some of the advocacy against the obnoxious policies and the wrong things that we have seen. He is a founding member of Citizen Ghana Movement. They gave us the first thing to smile about, about the right to information, forcing the government to disclose when it refused to disclose on the famous bus branding matter now let me pause here um, well he's a consultant I need to say that he, he he's a consultant with expertise and experience in various service industries including financial services where he has held management positions and consultant consulted to many companies he has helped many small businesses improve capacity undertake reengineering, staff rationalization and operations optimization he has Consulted to startups and large enterprises as well. He holds many training sessions every year. I refer to that. In 2005, he was honored by the World Bank and partners with the Global Development Marketplace Award as an award recognizing contributions to an expertise in entrepreneurship. In 2009, he was inducted into the Africa Leadership Network, a wing of the Aspen Institute's Global Leadership network right i'll tell you about that later in my life in 2015 he was giving an award for visionary guidance and undaunting leadership for his work with the young african leadership initiative a program initiated and launched by president obama to support young african leaders across africa he's in technology industry He's been a founding member, executive member of the GASCOM, the Ghana Association of IT Service Companies. He worked with many partners, including the World Bank, to improve IT infrastructure and services in Ghana. And he has taught entrepreneurship at the Kofi Annan International ICT Centre in Accra. He's an advisor to MPED degree, a medical technology starter. In his previous professional life, he managed marketing and business strategy for IT companies and Enterprise Industry, uh, Enterprise Insurance Company Limited, Ghana's second-largest insurer. My guess is the controversial, the guy who's been trending in the news the whole of this week, for all the reasons that the NDC is very angry about. Kofi. Bento thank you very much for making time to join us thank you Samson great so um, good to have you and people have been very interested <laughs> in we hosting you for this we want to understand what is it that you see about the Vice President Dr. Baumia that many Ghanaians do not see <laughs> you say we gave President Mahama a chance to be president The least we can do is give Dr. Bamia a fair and objective hearing. He is not president and has never been president. I have no doubt he will be better. The vice president position in Ghana, apart from standing in when the president is away and he can't make any serious decisions. It is totally powerless. He is like an. Advisor. There is a good reason Kwame Nkrumah refused to have a vice president. I trust Vice President Baomia because he has been the best vice president ever. Very controversial. People are attacking you for it and intellectuals are debating you over it. Even under trying circumstances, he has shown himself not corrupt and indeed has been effective in delivering some crucial transformations indeed the minister of finance has more constitutional power than the vice president in managing our finances and the emt has zero power to effect its decisions they advise the president who acts through his ministers all the rest of us need to do is give the man a fair hearing a fair hearing of course you are entitled to your choice but you cheat yourself if you close your ears for those who can't associate with this conviction of yours try and convince them this morning thank you Samson
3: um, I just hope to put out what I believe are facts so if you take each of the points that I make they are facts A fact is a verifiable phenomenon, something that has happened and you can check. For example, he has never been president. There are things we can argue about. So, convincing people is another level, Mm. but I think we should put out facts. And I'll explain a bit more why um, I felt compelled to do this. But let me start by saying, um, there's a lot of controversy about, oh, why should the the senior vice president of a major think tank, you know, step up and so to say, endorse a candidate. This is not Imani. I am an individual, like you said, I run my own business, I am a lawyer, I am a father, I am a choir in my church. <laughs> I have many things apart from being senior vice president of Imani. So I have my personal convictions. And I want to say this for the sake of my organization that this is not Imani. So please stop that argument. And, and people, people
4: have said, that
3: until Imani
4: Africa issues a statement Mm. to dissociate or distance themselves from the comment you have made, Mm. the endorsement you have made, they would treat the comments as
3: belonging to Imani. They have chosen to do that. You see, Imani has not issued a statement telling you this is what we've done. That is what we do when we have something to say at Imani. We issue statements, we have websites, we do publications, we have presentations. We don't have a problem speaking and owning up to the things we see, regardless of how controversial or difficult they are. Imani hasn't come to tell you that this is there. So if you want to pick it as Imani, that's why I'm making this public. It wasn't necessary, mm. but the point must be made. This is not Imani, this is me. And I have the permission of my brothers in Imani and the Imani board. I told them I had to do this and I explained why. And I have their permission. We have our individual choices. Imani does not endorse candidates. We do what we have to do, and we leave things to be. So that's the first point
4: that has to be made, and I think. But on that first point, how should the Ghanaian who does not belong to the NPP and is not happy with you, and those who, who also um, don't necessarily belong to a party and are not happy with you, how do they treat your commentary and analysis of national issues? going forward when they know that you have a position in support of a candidate
3: in the elections i always tell people that focus on the issue focus on what i am saying focus on the facts in my delivery if imani does something say something focus on what we have said too many times people are looking at some peripheral issues Mm. and reading things into other things so see tomorrow imani will have something to say about something focus on what they've said and the substance thereof okay now I am not naive and I've told you something many times on this platform people have called us neutral neutral and I took some time for almost every year I have to say this thing I'm saying it again I have never been neutral I am independent and I told you about the Mandela story if you are neutral in the situation of injustice you've taken the side of the oppressor Mm -hmm. so It is for me to tell you, I'm not neutral, I've never been neutral. But being independent and having the courage of your convictions means you make up your mind and you find the wherewithal to communicate it. And people don't have to accept what you're saying, but they will have to come to grips with the fact that you are making some very important points. So when things are said, whether by Imani or by myself, please focus on that. Mm. If tomorrow I have to say something else, So he said this last time and because of that, you are going to cheat yourself, okay? On this platform, for instance, I know a lot of times you invite me here because I will speak in the middle. That's right. Okay. Now, if tomorrow, Joe FM decides that because I've done this, they're not going to invite me, all well and good. But if on an issue they believe I have something to say, which is in the middle and I'm not supporting anybody, at that time, you will know. So look, people should make up their minds, but you cheat yourself, when you read all kinds of things into other things, so if tomorrow money is doing something and you say because Kofi Bento at a point and does the first time in 30 years of my public advocacy, okay, you are not going to listen to me, that is fine. I will make my point and leave you to decide how you are going to deal mm-hmm. with it. So let's focus on things as they are, listen to people and the content of what they have to say instead of reading all kinds mm-hmm. of things. Not to that focus that. on
4: this, but you must be concerned. This is Ghana. Mm-hmm. That the the repercussions there would be some significant repercussions right. if you like about the stance that you take i belong to that school that says you don't have to be um as it were neutral to be impartial yeah you only need to be impartial and you can
3: yeah.
4: i have said for example that if you're a judge If you were MPP today and you were appointed a judge today, you still would be able to do your work impartially. I've had the shock of my life when because I've expressed some issue on a governance matter, this government at the very beginning said something is going to host the show. He cannot be hosting it because he has expressed a view. The politics
3: can be that, you know, dangerous it is and look (laughs) i have had a very interesting week and i had to i was forced to even put it on my facebook people were meeting about attacking me and there were efforts afoot you know you hear a lot of these things and i'm not saying this is ndc but there are all kinds of surrogates and people who feel you know upset about anything and I don't have a problem with, you know, debating and, you know, intellectual discourse and debates, no matter how vigorous, right. okay. I block a lot of people on my Facebook, but I do that only when you insult. But if you want to debate me, no matter how harshly actually find, but people are planning to attack. Somebody says if NBC, NBC comes to power, they will collapse my business. Hmm. You, know? uh, you hear wild things. There are serious personal prices to pay for some of these things. But I agree with you. You don't have to be partial. And that's and that's most it's unfortunate. It's a problem with our system, but that's most unfortunate
4: in this country, yeah, that businesses will rise depending on which political party exactly. they affiliate with. Exactly. This is what we are doing to destroy this country. Oh yeah, it's terrible. And okay. I feel, so let's let's you know, get to it. We, in we there. need to get on to it, but let's get, yeah, in. Let's get to it. What See, is it about Dr. Baumia?
3: So it is not so much specifically about Dr. Baumia. So let me start from the beginning. See, across my uh, maybe public life, from when I was a student leader. I somehow ran away from the limelight. Mm I really, yeah, but let's leave it. And it finds me all the time. It's my friends who want to write me in for that office. And I won by a landslide. That's an aside. But I'm saying I ran away, it finds me. And even from then, there have been times when it has fallen to some people, including myself, to do the unpopular but necessary thing. Let me give you an example. In 1991, when we're thinking of passing the 1992 constitution, there were the transitional provisions. It was a major problem. And as a student leader, you are dragged into it. People are like, no way, we should not accept it. We have we're forced into the discussion of whether we want constitutional rule, we want a democracy or not, or we are going to give it all up because of the transitional provisions. These arguments behind closed doors and wherever, we had to get into it. Very unpopular. In those days, transitional provisions, they were terrible. Why are we gonna let me leave it alone? But after Careful thinking, we had to push the agenda that look, let us vote for this constitution, even with the transitional provisions, because what we are looking for is political stability. If it takes us securing one man to get political stability, let us do so. Let's get on. After a while, we'll know what to do with it. Today, the to irony is no more. This constitution has been the longest lasting, the most durable. It was very unpopular then. People have even forgotten it. So here's the thing it fell. To me i believe Mm. to make these points because i got to a point where i realized that this country was angrily walking into what is perhaps a mistake and these are my views this is not imani's views. when i sleep i think about it i look at what i look at i read what i read walking into a
4: mistake that will be voting john mahama back
3: yes and i have a lot of personal respect for president john mahama Is one of the men who has served this country almost all his adult life, from local politician to deputy minister.
0: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax.
2: Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás
4: preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir.
2: Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.
3: To minister, to vice president, to president, and I believe an elderly and respectable statesman. In fact, in this write up, I said we are blessed as a country that we don't have to fight to determine who will lead us. But we have two fine gentlemen, President John Mahama and Vice President Baumia, who we have to pick from. The other side of that is that we have been dealt that hand. We didn't have a choice in it. It was NDC and MPP. Of all the people in NDC, they picked John Mahama. It is their prerogative. And then MPP picks Baumia. It is their prerogative. We, the people of Ghana, have been dealt this hand. Mm. You can like it or not. I think one of the two will be president. So we have to contend with the fact of who will it be. Sitting and reflecting on these choices. And Samson, somebody called me, and I've received a lot of calls. somebody very senior called me and said, why are you doing this? I said, you know what? What is your problem with me doing this? He You're says, a bigger influencer. Well, that's one of the problems will come to that. But then I said, okay, he says he's angry. That this has gone on, and I was so why? I said, okay, I know you are angry. I must be angrier than you. I was on the streets demonstrating. I must be angrier than you. Mm-hmm. I spoke. I was effective in mobilizing for this government to come into power. I must be angrier than you. I have been more critical of this government than you. Myself and my brothers in Imani, Prof Bobkin, Theo. No one in this country has been more critical, mm. whether a Japa or Levy, right. than anyone. Yeah. We've taken personal risk. I must be angrier than you. And I'm angry. So but, we give you that. So and, see, is that not the contradiction? But that's the point. There are no brain cells in your heart. Your emotions can not think well. The thinking has to happen in your head. So regardless of my anger, and you've seen it in all my advocacy and what we've done, I had to reflect and say, I am angry and that is pushing me to vote President John Mahama back into government. Then I look at the options and I'm like, every measure you come up with against president ba- uh, Vice President Baumea, President Mahama also fails on it. He has been a president. He has been a vice president. And the track record is there. Whether it's corruption, whether it's transformational leadership, whatever it is. And when I looked at all of that, I came to the conclusion that we are better off picking Vice President Bahamian and giving him a chance. At the least, we should give him a fair hearing. Let us hear the man and listen to what he has for this country. Now, all of that together forced me to have to make that endorsement. Not to his person, but in the calculation that it is better for this country, even if you are going to make a mistake, to make a mistake going forward. Because we have tried this other quantity and we have had this... We kind have tried serious. john
4: mahama as president yes. but not try uh yes. as president yes that have. is a key argument you make that's a key argument
3: and it, i'm saying that you,
4: you sit on boards and you sit on interview panels mm-hmm. you pick people for experience on a job yes if president mahama has been president mm-hmm. he ought to do better mm-hmm. if he's giving the opportunity than someone who is seeking that opportunity. You don't pick people for the
3: wrong experience, or you don't pick people whose experience showed that they could not do the job. In fact, that is the perfect rule you use to exclude them. We gave you the chance and you failed, so out. You pick people who have shown you a certain tendency to do well, and then you analyze them, which is what I did. I said, well, this vice president, has been vice-president and he has not been corrupt that's a fact do you have any evidence of that it is not for lack of opportunity sipton switch alone was over a billion dollars and i'm going to do by the way i don't coordinate with the baumia uh, uh, campaign <laughs> they don't tell me what to do i speak my mind and it's not everything i say what they even like so it's not everything i say here which may be perfectly accurate on the right. corruption
4: scorecard mm-hmm. What is it you can say about Bamia that you cannot say about President Mahama?
3: So, President Mahama was vice president. Mm-hmm. He was president. Mm-hmm. At least you know of the uh, Ford scandal. Right. I use that because that is an objective mark. There was an investigation. There was a conclusion. All the stories and everything being told. There were situations where vice uh, that He president, took a gift. Yes. But of a one, car. My, you're saying... Is that it? Let me answer the question. Mm-hmm. We are comparing two people. Mm. One, there is a fact that findings of corruption were made against him. The other, there is none. And I'm saying it's not for lack of opportunity. The other, like, whose office, mm-hmm.
4: there have been not one. Not one of what? But a number. A number of what? Of issues bordering on corruption. You see. And some standing trial.
3: So... I am saying, therefore, have we gotten to a conclusion that Vice President Bahamir was involved and has been found culpable? No. That he has supervised projects that have become scandalized. Have you gotten to a conclusion that finding has been made that tagged him with that? The answer is no. And I'm saying, on the other hand, as for rumors, there are plenty. And there have been more rumors on the side of President Mahama than Vice-President Bahamia. But in his case, findings have been made. And like I said, every measure you pick to rule on whether to go with Vice-President Bahamia or President Mahama, you'll find out that in his case, there have been findings made and things established. So again, you go forward and you realize that, look, if we are going to look at track record, then indeed, we should not be making this mistake. See? Vice President, Mah- uh, uh, President Mahama himself uses examples like Black Stars. I recently had, saw a skit where he was saying, oh, when he comes, he's going to rebuild the Black Stars, you know, with homegrown. I mean, I checked out of Black Stars. And go check my Facebook. I gave up on Black Stars. During Va- President Mahama's time, when we messed up so bad, they flew money from here to Brazil to go and pay footballers, all right? That is when I wrote it off. And since then, it's never been okay. So if the same person comes and says that, oh, I'm going to do this, look at the track record of what he actually has done on that. So again, everything you raise, if you check here, you the, check here. The Ghanaian
4: voter, go, it didn't work. The Ghanaian voter, mm-hmm. this is his measure or her measure. That in President Mohammed's regime, I could buy kinky for one CD, two CDs. Mm-hmm. Today, I need five CDs. Mm -hmm. That is their measure. That in President Mohammed's time, the CD to the dollar was three CDs or up to four CDs, is it? -hmm. That in Dr. Bahamir's regime, we have gone close to 17 CDs to a dollar and now managing some 12 CDs to a dollar. And you know what that means to the entire economy, Mm -hmm. you know what that means to our present suffering people
3: are actually gnashing their teeth so again this is what happens in the process you set the premise wrong in vice president baumir's regime that's where the problem is samson you and i know as lawyers the constitutional authority of a vice president is that he's an assistant to the president this is not vice president Baomir's regime this is president nana kufado's regime and the nature of the vice presidency, like I said, the finance minister has more constitutional authority because he's the representative of the president.
4: The president's voice overrules the, the, the finance minister. Only In the fact, president overrules The it. finance minister works under the instructions of the president. Yes. That's the executive president we have. But
3: that's the point I'm making. If the that-
4: president gives power or assignment to the vice president mm-hmm. as, and projected him from the very start, mm-hmm. that the reason I want you to vote for me is that I have an economic messiah in my my boat. Mm -hmm. And he gets in and he goes on his Mm sonar, you know, praises the vice president for a good economic management Mm -hmm. and his senior minister praises him that vice president is the one, you know, leading us to our economic destiny. Mm -hmm. How should we
3: attempt to exonerate him? Nobody should do that if that is what happened. And we were all here and we saw it. And indeed, it falls on President Nana Adu to answer those questions. Look, I have seen people send me and put on uh, the internet uh, 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 Senior Minister of praising the Vice President and the EMT for a good job done under his leadership. everything. That was the first time of this government. That was when that team was working. And again, I'm saying if the facts are not there, they should come and say it. But my information was that that was the first time when things were working, the EMT was active, and when they gave the advice, they take it. Second time, everything changed if the president projected him as this is going to be the person I'm going to rely on to do my economics and whatever it is and then he proceeds not to listen to him or he proceeds not to take the advice and by the way again I keep saying that this is not what uh, uh, vice president Baumei say he himself actually takes more responsibility than I give him okay but the point I'm making to your question is that for me the fact that you have capabilities mean nothing if they will not be used as far as I am concerned I think if you see the utterances of this person before And then some of the actions and his utterances and actions after you can get exactly where he's going. Let me take E-Levy for instance, look, clearly he was against it because he made utterances that electronic transactions should not be taxed. It affects them. Then a decision is made by his boss that we are going to go this way, giving instruction to the finance minister. And then they go that way. And when people talk about why didn't he resign, whatever it is, see, when you don't have the prerogative, it is not your right to make the decision. And the person whose right it is to make the decision, makes the decisions. You don't have any business saying you are going to resign. You've done your job. But look at what happens. He stayed there and he fought for the 100 CD exemption. Okay, that's the driver made thing that people don't seem to understand. The ultimate decision was we are going to do E-Levy. In, in your let, let me land on okay. case. And it is done against his express. The record is there. Now, he stays in and says, okay, you're going to do it because it's your prerogative, okay? But please, can you exempt the poor? He fights for it and gets that. That is what you get by staying there. But that is what it means when you say you are a mate. Mm. You don't make the decisions, but you do influence. Now, they could have refused that too, but at least he got that. All right. So see, mm. when you give your ideas and advice, and it's not taken... You cannot be held responsible. It's the person who didn't take it. Right. Who should answer for
4: it? I wanted to clear this small issue about the question of corruption among the two uh, individuals. Mm-hmm. Now, when you refer to the fourth saga, when Shrad made the finding, it cleared the president, mm-hmm. John Muhammad, it didn't find him guilty and didn't find him guilty of um, conflict of interest as well. In your estimation, which of the two regimes... Have been the most corrupt. The Mahama regime or the NPP Akofuado regime. You know, as a matter of fact, that one of the major reasons the NPP was voted into power
3: mm-hmm.
4: was that the NDC was very corrupt. Mm-hmm. What do you say about this regime?
3: This regime has been terribly corrupt. More than Mohammed's regime? Uh, in terms of magnitude, I I don't have the measure.
4: There's a measure by the uh, uh, Corruption Perception Index. At least for four years now, this government's best results Mm -hmm. is...
3: For time, look. I was looking for a measure. This government's best result is
4: the worst in Mohammed's regime. So they can't get close to Mohammed's best. As per the
3: corruption perception, index. Yeah. this government has been more corrupt than the Mahama government. That's correct. And that's disappointing, that is terrible. But that is why this government is going away. If this was a vote for their second term, I would have voted them out. Because I would be voting for Danado and this government. Yeah. By the design in our constitution, this government, this whole load of people are going away. The biggest baggage Vice President Baumia has is this government. He is having to pay for the sins of this government. And he's part of it. They are going away because we are passing a vote of no confidence in them. No, they are going away not because we are voting them out. They are going away because that is the design of our constitution. The next government is not President Anado's government. And one of the things that I want to see, I mean, I have found a way to tell uh, Vice President Baumia, I don't want to see any key members of this government in his team. If he does that, I will criticize him. So, let's get it right, again, when we set the premise, mm-hmm. this government is going away. And rightly so. If this was their second term, I would vote against them. Mm-hmm. Now, we cannot visit the sins of the fathers on their children, especially when there is evidence, okay, that indeed we could be making a mistake. And I don't seek to convince anybody beyond what they've made up their minds about, but it is a force to some of us to make these points and make them clearly. So that people can make their mind. And since I did, a number of people have told me, look, <laughs> they were all angry. Uh, it looked like, yes, but there was something they couldn't really put their mind on. After mm. I put this thing out, it's clarified in their minds. So see, this government, if they were standing for election again, I would ask everybody to vote against them. This before, is not the government we are voting for.
4: Presen- the President, before at uh, the meeting where uh, Vice President Mohammed Bouhmiya gave his plan, said the whole world is in a flux Mm. quality leadership is very scarce Ghana has come to the crossroads it is not the normal regular politics we need we need someone like Baumia to find our way out of the situation we find ourselves Mm -hmm. how do you ask someone who has had the opportunity to influence the change that he is promising mm-hmm. and has not done it
3: to become the president so someone, that he would change it. Someone who has had the opportunity to influence the change in there has the opportunity. Did he take the opportunity to influence? Yes, he did. But when you have the opportunity, it is not having the power to make the change. Now, when he influenced, in the times he was listened to, we had something. And that's what I'm saying there's been some transformational projects. Now, when you refuse his advice, he can't change anything. Then he tells you again, just take his speech. He says, There I get power, these taxes are gone. <laughs> it tells you what he will do. So he has had the, inf- the opportunity to, do you to feel refer- as a How do you feel as a guy? Because there were other people that who you are more have been brought than
4: him. under this heavy burden of E. Levy. Mm. And the man in that government mm. is telling you, vote for me, I will change it. When now is when you want that relief. Because Particularly, now. Particularly, this is the time you are not in normal times.
3: Because now he doesn't have the power to change it. That's a fact, too. I hate E. Levy with the passion. For all kinds of reasons I will talk about. Now. We know for a fact he was against it. We know for a fact, and they can tell you who was fighting about it in cabinet. When he lost, we know for a fact he fought for the 100 CD exemption. And now we know for a fact he has stated clearly that the day I get power, this thing is going. What do you want to hear anymore? Now I hear people say, oh, he's not going to be able to do it. He's not going to do it. How do you say that? The man has said it. He has lived it. And we know everything about him. So see, the solution is in our front and we are saying that what we are seeing is not what we are seeing what do you want to hear if president mahama tells you that he's going to abolish elevy will you believe it he is telling you because I'm against it because the against it because the potential
4: abolish- the potential for Ghanaians to believe president mahama is is far better and it makes sense it makes logical sense because his party English? his party spent 6 months fighting elevy and they actually walked out because they will not be heard on it. Mm -hmm. So it
3: is known that his party doesn't want it. It is known that Vice President Baomia doesn't want it. We all fought Ilevi and we lost. It is known that Vice President Baomia fought for the exemptions for the poor in Ilevi. It is known based on his own utterances that Vice President Baomiya on the day that he comes into power will abolish Ilevi. I believe that. And President Muhammad has not told us to abolish it. And indeed I have said so. he has said he has so, so The oh, will go. The oh, that, NDC has been very clear because on Because I have heard people in NDC say that it cannot be abolished, which was shocking to me, that he cannot do it, he cannot be. I said, why can't it be abolished? When Tolevi was passed in Parliament, Tolevi, you remember Tolevi? Mm-hmm. As a law, even near mortals like us were able to crusade, and we had it abolished. So if the man says I will abolish it, why do you believe one you don't believe the other one? So Samson, what I'm saying is that, look, we have a situation where, for me, I think Ghana will go on with either president but the situation where we are blinded by anger and it leads us to make a certain mistake is what i just want to wake people up to As for how you vote many
4: Ghanaians, many Ghanaians say it boils down to the question of trust Mm. that this vice president was the arrowhead so to speak of the npp's campaign Mm -hmm. That, but for this vice president, the MPP would not have won the 2016 uh, elections. You believe so? I believe so. That the promises, one this, one that, one this, one that, airport here, uh, uh, have, there, mm-hmm. have not happened. Yes. That m- so. Most of the promises have not been
3: fulfilled. Yes. Why do you trust him? I trust him because he was deployed... And his strengths were used during the campaign he gave us the benefit of his knowledge and everything but again in government he's the vice president in the first term, the evidence was there that he was being listened to in the second term you had situations where taxes were being passed and he was complaining against them now it's like your your, your uh, the, the thing you used to tow your car the rope When you need it, it's in the front of the car, and that's what gets the car to move. Mm. When you are done and you solve your problem, you put it in the boot and you forget about it. So the point is this. It comes down to the constitutional powers of the vice president. And personally, personally, I think that we are underutilizing our vice president. If we are going to keep the vice president's office, we should abolish the chief of staff's office. The vice president should be the chief of staff we just have that whole office and he's just an advisor to the president and this example is showing us that you can have a very good vice president who is totally shut off and the country is going to move in a certain direction and until he becomes president he can't do anything and people are saying he should resign if he resigns it's a loss to this country so what do you
4: say that this government or the vice president deceived or lied
3: to the voters he didn't he told you his truth and again he does not have the prerogative of final decisions. And when the issues have come, he has spoken what he believed, in, which he promised you. Again, I just use 11. This is wrong, don't do it. But the decision was made. And then he tells you, the day I get power, trust me, I will move it, I will change it. So, so,
4: so, so I can first, this man. first, let's take it this way somebody deceives somebody or
3: lied to somebody. There was no deceit there. He spoke his truth during the campaign. We should, do this, we should do this. I say during the first term, this government won a second term. And they won the second term based on their performance. And you've seen clips to the effect that, oh, this is when the EMT was working, they were taking the advice. In this second term, we've all seen, and by the way, we didn't have COVID and the global meltdown in President Mohammed's time. If we had, I don't know what would have happened but after that clearly you can see situations and the evidence is out there people pass you and I criticize this government
4: for all the money they got in COVID I still criticize for them. which they shouldn't have any excuse I still criticize them that's why I'm saying this so moment. why my my point is that why do you refer to COVID and uh, uh Ukraine I refer to COVID because they
3: had enough to take care of the situation more I, than enough in fact yes and that is where this government has failed But I refer to COVID because I'm saying this is something that happens sometimes once in 200 years. So it is massively significant that you have a global pandemic that shuts the world down. Mm. It's significant. But that notwithstanding, this government should have done better. We shouldn't be paying COVID taxes today. But the question is, who has been the architect of that mess? And I'm saying by our constitutional design, they are all going. If they were not going by constitutional design, Samson, you know me. I think independently. I make up my mind and I let things fall. You have, I would have campaigned to you, vote against You them.
4: have not been charitable to this government for the manner in which they went about the bank cleanup. Absolutely, yes. That it was suggested that you could have spent $8 billion or $9 billion to save the situation without the collapsing the, too many of the banks and the unemployment that resulted. Mm-hmm. And that you didn't need to spend enormous over... 25 to 27 billion and that is part of the reason our economy became so fragile the shocks could not you know stand the disaster yeah yeah he praises
3: the Bank of Ghana yeah for that project what do you say this is what I say you're right look the bank cleanup was messed up again we know the architecture of that Two. even in that mess up we should have done better under covid okay and we didn't all right and then your
4: question specifically is what Mm. he's praising the Bank of Ghana for that project so
3: hold on there as we speak today they are actually entities I wanted they're they're entities don't go too far please go I wanted us to focus he is praising the Bank of Ghana Mm. hear me well the worst part of the vice president's speech was his praise of the Bank of Ghana I found it despicable for me it was the worst part of everything i'm an analyst i have friends in the bank of ghana whatever he says so because the bank of ghana helped to save this government but i'm not sure whether what the bank of ghana was doing was in the interest of the state and i wanted you to focus on that because this is where sometimes you get the opportunity to show maybe a bit of objectivity i totally disagree with vice president Baumia on his praise for the bank of ghana he may like what they did i don't and I think the Bank of Ghana have not shown themselves to be responsible in crisis. That is why we give the Bank of Ghana independence. So that when governments mess up, you don't follow them into the mess and make the kind of losses that you make. And at the same time, be building a $200 million edifice on top of it in this mess. So for me, my worst critic in the speech that President Baumia, Vice President Baba gave, was his praise of the Bank of Ghana. He may like what they did, I totally disagree with him. And indeed, I hope he finds a way to make sure this does not happen again. We don't need a Bank of Ghana that is independent to be shoring up the messes of government. So, Sunson, on that specific thing, I'm happy you brought it up. Mm. That is how I can show you where I disagree. There are many fantastic parts of the speech. We don't have to, yeah. He's talking about the national plan.
4: And because it's an it's area that it's position. an area that you are you you have great then, expertise you know, in. I know the compression I'm sure I am sure you are aware of even. You know entities that were not insolvent and yet were collapsed. My brother,
3: both as a lawyer and, and because of the politics, this government will not admit that they even made mistakes. I said, both as a lawyer, I'm in court with cases, and a consultant. I was part of some of those situations. I know what has gone. It was terrible. And look, any government coming in you should take a certain look at those things and who did what. So that is the place where I will tell you, I totally disagree with Vice President on that. Totally and they have really done some damage. On my Facebook is there, that this whole episode concerning the financial services sector, they've just blown it all up. But the question is, who is going to fix it? And I think again, between President Mahama and Vice President Bahamur, I will trust Vice President Bahamur to be the better person to fix these things because he understands them intimately.
4: Why do I trust the person who created the mess in the first place to fix the mess, rather than change course? Because That's what the electorate is asking you. Okay, because so they
3: can't reconcile the two. Well, it's easy to reconcile it if you look at the track record and look at the competence issues. This man has the track record and the competence as a financial risk kit. And I'm saying he was not effective here because he was a number two. And I wish we had time to talk about the vice president's office and how we could deal with it. But now when he becomes number one, I have no doubt that you have a better competence than the other number one. Now, if he can build a solid team, not with some of the people who have been part of the mess, I think he has a better chance of solving it. Especially also because he has intimate knowledge of what went on and all those other things. All that put together, if we look at the fact that, look, and you see, President Mahama was vice president and president when this problem was being cooked. The problem that was being solved, which was not well solved, okay, happened, first aid, under Vice President Mahama, when President Muhammad, if you take something like constitutional review, which we think is a big issue, again, you had President Mills. We've been talking about this forever, that the constitution needs to be reviewed. Why mm-hmm. President Mills took a step, spent money, CRC, did everything. What did President Muhammad do when he got the power, ultimate power? He put it on the shelf. He did not. What happened?
4: When the process was over, mm-hmm. you needed parliaments buy-in. Mm-hmm. The minority
3: mm-hmm.
4: opposed it to the hilt. Mm-hmm. Chairman Sabonso, they led that fight. Mm-hmm. They won't allow it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you say they were, they were empowered. They could do something. Our good friend, Professor Kweku Azar, mm-hmm. went to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. By the time the Supreme Court brought its decision, mm-hmm. that was I think that was somewhere in November of 2015 or sixteen thereabouts. Mm-hmm. I think it is not fair to say President Muhammad didn't implement it.
3: I would take back saying he did nothing. So what I mean to say is he should have taken it as a major issue and fought to make sure we we'll get constitutional review. And the constitutional review thing, in all the forums we've held, it shouldn't be that difficult. That's Some right. things are not entrenched. Push parliament, let them do it. The ones that are entrenched, I've said it over and over again, every four years we have a referendum in this country. We can put two or so questions there. The point I want to make is that, and I'm taking back the fact that he didn't do it, he right. did something, he didn't right. But Vice President Baumia, it is in his speech that he is going to champion constitutional review. I want to hear that. You support, I want to see the energy yes. around uh, that. You, you
4: support the view as uh, CDD's findings have revealed that 76% of Ghanaians want non-partisan DCEs yep. so that you and I can decide that we don't yes. want to belong to NDC MPP but we want to serve our community and we can go in and win elections yes but presently we can't yes President Mahama says I'll do this mm-hmm. this pre- this uh, current uh, president mm-hmm. promised earlier to do this mm-hmm. his party Whipped him to make it partisan. I heard now it now. He says he might be partisan. Yes,
3: it's my one of the worst. Why, why, why will you trust this rather than President Mahama? I don't trust President Nakufuado because he jettisoned that. You and I were part of that campaign. That's right. And we got to the point we were going to get it and he killed it. That's my problem with President Nanado. Okay, I'm saying here on your program, mark my words, if we ever end up with a president, uh, uh Bahamia, and he doesn't do this, I will every day criticise him over it. We need to have DCs and MDCs elected. Mm. This government failed to do it for whatever reason, and it's one of the blotches on their record. Now, if President Mahama becomes president, I will pray him to do it and i also press for him to do it so these things look i don't argue about them they are necessary they must be done it's a shame we haven't done them and we must hold our leaders we're we're having a
4: quick discussion with kofi bento of imani africa but he's here on his individual right as a citizen and he's advocating that for now on the facts he believes that vice president mahama tops the list as a better person to be president to deliver for us than. Uh, president um, John Mahama now I'm taking some of your views to him and I'm reading this first to you mm. I won't tell you who it is but so you're a very good friend no problem in this in this job and he's a fighter like no other no problem he says "Kufi is essentially asking us to treat baumia as a lone Ranger as if he was an independent candidate but how so A vote for Baumia is a vote for an unprecedented third term for the NPP. That is what breaking the eight means. Baumia is a party candidate. If elected, he will run his government with the NPP. And a majority of his ministers will be NPP MPs. He has already promised to give every constituency of the party at least 10 appointments in the public sector. Kufis attempt to separate Baumia from the NPP administration is simply unpersuasive and disingenuous then he concludes a vote for Baumia is a vote to reward the NPP with a historic third term once again despite their abysmal record across multiple areas including governance over the last 7 or 8 years it would be a huge setback for our democracy and development if a party that has governed so terribly and with no apologies whatsoever, is rewarded
3: with an unprecedented third term. So again, see, we have a duopoly. We did not ask for it. We ended up with it, MPP, NDC. I wish there was an alternative, viable third party candidate. Unfortunately, there is none. Maybe we should find a way to come up with one. Mm in the circumstance you don't compare vice president baumia to the almighty you compare him to the alternative and if you use the same thing that this is a government that has failed the government on history that has failed and was rejected by a million votes is president muhammad's government now i am not ndc neither am i mpp but i wish that ndc had not presented president Mahama. i would have been saying something different of all the people in ndc I don't know why they had to particularly bring the person who was rejected at the last polls. And if MPP had not brought uh, uh, Vice President Mbao I wouldn't have said the things that I'm saying. Okay, If they had brought somebody who was, you know, okay. more or less, you know, they didn't have the track record of Vice President Mbao I would be saying the things I'm saying. So the facts as they are, we are presented at poll. Duopol- right. So,
4: so we're doing this very quick, quick, because these are comments of uh, our viewers, and we want to do quick, 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 and then... Uh, bringing our next guest to analyze Dr. Bahamia's speech. Um, this one, uh, your name is MHAB247. Initially, Nanado's ascension to power sparked a resurgence of patriotism among Ghanaians. However, can this sentiment be honestly expressed today, proclaiming Balmir as the beacon of hope for our nation rings hollow, as his role appears to be that of uh, a marionette mm-hmm. executing the directive of his financial backers without questioning, he is in—he in essence has become the puppet for the West, carrying out useless and nonsensical taxes like that of a useless emissions tax. Ghanaians should connect the dots and brace themselves. The worst is yet to come. So that's not a question to you. But I can uh, Icon about... Body says, I want to get a direct question to you. Okay. Icon body says, I think he has every right to express his mind. But hey, we were here when you, the same guys came with Nana Ado. And we all are witnessing our smoothest levels. We learned our lessons and are waiting for the 7th of December to show them the exit. And no one can change that. We agree with him. The vice president stands tall when compared with his main opponent, J.M. This is from SK Kutu. Nana Kwame says, of course, he's very competent and way better than um, Mahama. Then General Buhari, <laughs> I fully agree. Dr. Bamir has proved to be... An intelligent individual with a great foresight. He represents the future, and he is, of course, generational—a generational thinker. Um, direct questioning. Okay. I think we have not been fair with Kofi Bento in that. In that, we have chiefs publicly endorsing Mr. Mahama, and they put the videos on Facebook. Don't support NDC MPP. I don't support NDC MPP. I see Dr. Barmia is an asset to the nation. Rabba Opoku Bediako sent in that one. This says, Kofi is saying JM was rejected by a million votes. So what happened in the 2020 elections when John Mahama was presented again? That is your question. There
3: was this issue about puppets. Yes. And that is going to be controlled, etc. See, in my own lifetime, I have not seen a certain vice president step up and in his campaign speak expressly Mm. in the face of the government he's in and say I will repeal the taxes that were passed by this government. Right. And actually he's taking steps. As we speak, there are rumors of even reshuffle. Okay. How is a person like that a puppet? Who has ever seen that happen before where he takes on his own government? And I keep making the point that this man, he's a gentleman. I take more responsibility of him than he that's for himself he has said rich one says rich rich one says your position position
4: is unfortunately disappointing you are literally saying the alternative is scary if you cannot endorse Mahama and you are proclaiming Baumia just because of the duopoly scenario you have just spoken about why are you not looking at Alan who is independent or some other independent person so
3: again (coughs) I teach business strategy in all of these things, you must have a number of things to assess. If we had time, we'll deal with the Alan issue. We mm. don't have time. Mm. Here's the bottom line we have been dealt a hand based on a duopoly. And that tells us that Alan will not win the presidency. I don't have time to go into that. He's right. a very fine gentleman. I really respect him. I wish things were different. But as it is right now, that's why I'm saying we are sleepwalking into a disaster. We can start talking all kinds of things that are not real, and it will end up crashing. So, unfortunately, as it stands right now, okay, the candidature of uh, 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 Mr. Alan Tremating, much as he is, I think, a good person who is qualified to be president, I, I really don't think that he will be able to move, you know, the populace to vote for him, and that's the only problem with it. Mm. And so we have to face what we are de- uh, dealing with, because at the end of the day, we have NDC and NBP. You are win. approaching this issue as if Bahamia is an independent candidate. Yes. yes um i'm approaching it that way because you know the government is different from the party and the party is different from the state. okay my problem is with the government of which baumia is part. but Baumea this will be independent of the party No, oh, so i'm coming. you know that doesn't work no 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 hold on hold on i again if you had time i'll go into the, there are people paying for the elections here's the thing you of course there are people paying for the elections but you have had a sitting vice president mount a podium and make a promise on his honor that he's going to repeal the taxes of his government and you think that he did that look people think he's thrown the government under the bus and he's not whatever he has not thrown the government under the bus in my mind based on the strategy i understand he has negotiated what is called a pivot all right he has negotiated to go in a different direction even if it's critical of the existing. But that negotiation mm. means that he has gotten the buy-in of President Kufuado and Co. and said, look, this is where I want to go. Mm. The person who does that tells you that he has his own might, he has his own agenda, and he's going to fight for it. So for me, that gave me a lot of hope that he could say that even now. know that he's riding the horse of the party, but he's still saying things which may not be, you know, uh, tantalizing for some members of the party to hear. But that tells you that he's his own man. So it gives me confidence that this man, when he grabs power, Dr. Collins says
4: that the Baumia was at the birthday celebration where E Levy Mm -hmm. was the cake. Yes, and we have actually been told that he was instrumental in the E Levy passage. So, so what are you talking about, really? How can you trust him?
3: This is what I'm talking about. He was at the E Levy whatever. I don't know about that one, but. Look, nobody is denying that Baumia was in the cabinet, in the government that passed Ilevi. But is anybody denying that Baumia had not made express his resistance and his refusal and stated that this is wrong? That's a fact. He had done that. Now, when it was... He didn't say so.
4: He didn't say it was wrong no 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 he Hold had, he,
3: had stated he said it ahead is wrong to
4: E-Levice. tax electronic transaction exactly that is before the the the, 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 the law was made the,
3: the point i am making is the man had made express mm-hmm. his viewpoint that we should not be passing things like that. but this. he
4: was not heard after the Let law was passed you. no
3: he was see you don't know what goes on in cabinet but i'm going to tell you that look there was a fight there and when he lost that fight and no he doesn't have the final say okay he still didn't work out he fought. When they say he was instrumental in designing it, what I am aware he did was say, okay, if you are going to pass it after I don't have the final say, then please exempt the poor based mm-hmm. on the hundred C D C. And he got that. Okay. I think that's a good thing. That cannot be a negative against him. Okay. Sometimes you don't win the battles, but take the wins that
4: you what do you, say to a he to, what do you say to a questioner who says, when you say you are disappointed in his praise of the Bank of Ghana, it is actually not the Bank of Ghana's policy, but it
3: was Bahomir's policy. Executed by the bank of Ga- the person is guessing he doesn't know that for a fact again This government led by a president who has given his money to his finance minister okay. we're clearly overriding the mm. vice president who didn't have any power. Mm. We're in charge of this one.
4: All right Thank you, and we
3: haven't talked about much. the transformations look we mm. are talking about um, Shifting the tax base and making it wider you can't do any of that if you don't do things like digitization We haven't talked about the fact that even though
4: the MPP so believes in all the things that Baumia says he would do,
3: which he says are bold solutions, Mm -hmm.
4: why does he not do it now? That's a question Ghanaians are asking. Over and over again
3: because he doesn't make the final decision. What will be done now? He will be doing it
4: in an MPP government if he's voted. It is is the MPP that is presenting him. The
3: MPP should be telling us why they are not doing it now. That's the question. The MPP now in government is the government that is going the government that we are not happy with the president overrides everybody in the npp that's what you want us to believe well the fact is that the constitution gives the president an executive right to override everybody and that is why we need to do something about the constitution and that is why i'm also happy that vice president bamir talked about a constitutional review So we need to fix this constitution so that these things... The cabinet of 19 are puppets, even more than
4: 19, including the chairman of the party and other party people who have come publicly to say, don't do this act, don't do this act. All of them simply go to cabinet, not saying anything, or they actually oppose, but the president is the one that says, I won't listen to anybody. Is that
3: what is going on? I think so. Recently, you had a slew of taxes being passed, and then cabinet sits and then they repeal those taxes. So who passed the tax in the first place? Who passed the tax? So clearly you have a situation where the Executive Presidency is manifesting itself in ways that are very unpalatable. The MPs, they sit in Parliament,
4: they are passing it. Mm. They are an extension of the party. Yes. So, how do we
3: believe that the President cannot override everybody? See, one of the things we must absolutely strike out of our Constitution is the thing about picking ministers from Parliament. That gives the president too much control over parliament. And that's why he gets them to do his bidding. That's constitutional review. And that, again, Vice President Obama says he will deal with. So, see, we need to amend this constitution so we don't have problems like what we have now. We live to learn. And when we learn, what wise people do is make amends. We should
4: not sleepwalk into a problem. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kofi Bento.